0: Welcome to Invest Stories. Whether you're a seasoned pro looking for that next step or a newbie investor not sure where to start, Invest Stories unlocks the mindset, strategies, and techniques of high performers across business, real estate, and investing to help you level up your journey to financial freedom. This is Invest Stories Monday Mindset. Welcome to the Investors Podcast with me, your host John Hooper, and I've got a really cool episode for you today. It's with uh, Bill Flynn. Uh, Bill is a business—I don't want to say guru—he he, he coaches business. He's set up a bunch of startups. And he's uh, got a, a massive wealth of experience in, uh, in building startups and building companies. Uh, he's got over 30 years of experience. He's worked for over hundreds 100 companies, including 20 plus startups. Uh, he's, he's an eight-time startup VP himself uh, and a two-time CMO. And uh, he's got ten years' experience as a business advisor and as a coach. Uh, he's on the board of advisors for, for different initiatives and different companies, and his expertise is in really in in scaling businesses, uh, working to uh, to to weed out dysfunction and how to kind of grow and organically grow and grow uh, in, a, in a positive way. He's also the author of Future Faster, which is a, a fantastic book, well worth a read. And interestingly, he's also pitched to Steve Jobs as well. So, again, the, the track record is there, right? And the cool thing about, um, about Bill is he's very down to earth. He's very straightforward. He's very to the point. Um, and you might be wondering now, which is... Uh, how does this fit with real estate how does this connect and that's what Bill's here to talk about it's all about growth and how you organically grow your your business your organization even if it's a business of one how you develop that sustainable growth so please do check it out please do stick around I know it's not typical kind of real estate but this is the kind of stuff we want to bring you if you like it Uh, and you're watching on YouTube, can you like and subscribe? If you like it and you're listening on wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Podbean or wherever that is, Spotify, can you just give us a a five-star review? Um, It really does help and um, we really appreciate it. And uh, reach out to us on uh, Instagram. You can find us on InvestoriesPod uh, or email us at uh, investoriespodcast at gmail.com. Come say hi. Uh, Anyway, without further ado, here's Bill. Welcome to Investories, Bill Flynn. Hey, hey John, Bill. how are you? Good. Doing how great. are you?
1: Doing great.
0: So, you're you're kind of a, you're kind of an experiment for us on <laughs> Investories, which is our uh, our newfound um, our our newfound mission, which is um, we, we like to add value. We like to have conversations that add value to to kind of people. Now, for for those listening, Bill is. Uh, Bill's Bill's company is is some uh, let me restart that. Bill's company helps leaders and their teams take the guesswork out of uh, growth and focuses on strategic execution, uh teaming and um and cash, right Bill is that a fair description that of what is you guys fair do? That's decri- a
1: description, yep. Yeah.
0: So what does that mean? <laughs> I guess is the biggest question. So uh, the let me frame that question a little bit which is for years, I struggled to get out of my box. I was sat in a corporate job. I wasn't ever really a big dreamer. I was kind of a do, do your performance review and forget about it for the next year and not really think about what am I doing and how am I building kind of growth personally, mm-hmm. but also what do I want to do in, in terms of my forever kind of legacy. So I'm fascinated by this conversation about the kind of growth and, and growth mindset and kind of breaking through that. What, what does that look like? How do you help people?
1: Yeah, so um, I have found, so I, I've been really interested in business and business success and failure for about 30 years. And I've really focused a lot in the last seven or eight. Um, I actually wrote a book from the, the work that I did called Further Faster, which goes into a little more depth about what we're going to talk about today. But what I found is that there's a big gap between what science knows and what business does. Uh, and there's, there's been management science for a hundred years and, and all of the things that I teach people is not something that I have like come up with on my own. <laughs> uh, these are things that have been around for, for decades, you know, if not longer. Um, and, uh, what I found in my research is that most businesses fail. Actually the failure rate of a new business is about 50% of them fail within the first five years. And uh, that failure rate actually continues. Uh, the data that I've seen uh, in a couple of different places, Department of Labor and U.S. Bureau of Statistics, says that at 25 years, only about 16% of them are left. So it keeps going, and which which doesn't seem to make sense to me because you know if you're in business for a while, you'd probably get better at it, right? Because you've been doing it for a while, and and that's actually not what happens. Um, what we do, at least my theory is, that what happens is a Uh, we make a lot of mistakes but they're little mistakes and they're not full mistakes but they add up over time and that slows everything down right we hire the wrong people we um uh, we don't keep up with competition we um try to go too broad too fast you know there's all these ways that things happen uh we keep c players far too long um, and those things just add up, which makes it harder and harder and harder for the leadership team to bring that business through. So what I do is I teach I teach what Drucker, Deming, Shine, McGregor, Bennis, you know, Porter, you know, these management science thinkers, Edmondson, have been talking about for a really long time. And I share it with them. I say, here's really doesn't guarantee that you'll be a success, but it increases your chances of success tremendously. And that's what I teach is this sort of framework uh, to do that with leaders. That's really cool. We, I would definitely want to dive
0: into wh- what that framework looks like. So one one of the things I wanted to ask you about though is, and this is something I struggle with, is so when you have that that, that you know looking out at kind of YouTube University or the ether of people starting businesses and um, growing to these huge exponential companies or not right or growing to a moderate number, right, right, right. I have complete like imposter syndrome because like why me? Why I don't? I didn't go to Harvard. I didn't um, go through all these yeah. programs. What is that like? What's the what's the psyche or what's the kind of mindset or the breakthrough to kind of um, to fix that? Yeah, sure. (laughs) That skew.
1: Well, well, first I want to I want to let you know, don't feel bad because most startups are started at Stanford, MIT, and Harvard, at least in the United Mm -hmm. States, and ninety percent of them fail. So, don't feel so bad about that. Um, so even though they're super, you know, educated and whatever, um, they, they really haven't figured it out as well. So what I found, uh, so I, I've really sort of found a difference is, is that when, when you, what you want to learn are first principles of doing things, not how other people do things, unless they're based on first principles. Most startups do not do it on first principles. They do it on conventional wisdom and they do it. They're driven by typically their investors who honestly don't really care if you survive. Uh, they spread their money across many different places. They push them really hard to invest, et cetera, for several reasons. One is they want them to grow fast. They want them. They want to try to find the next Google or YouTube or whatever. And they want you to come back and ask for more money so they can own more and more of your company. So there's a misalignment in in investors right away with with the with the founder and they don't really want you to be profitable um, at least not initially so um, so so there's a lot of stuff working against you as a founder um, what I would recommend is you t- is you listen to um, or read books from folks who talk about how it's been done successfully time and time again so people have used the scientific method to do startups right is is. The scientific method is basically you come up with a hypothesis and you try to prove that your hypo- hypothesis is wrong. And if you can't, then you're on to something. Right. Gravity is still a theory, but no one's proven it wrong yet. So we seem to think it's a pretty good thing. So that's exactly what you want to do with a startup is you want to come up with a you know a hypothesis. You want to have a target customer that you're going to go after and you're going to go ask them, do you have this problem? Is it important to you? Have you spent time and resources on it? Um, and, and how is that going? Um, but most founders don't do that. They go in and say, look how smart I am. Let me show you my thing that will make your life, you know, terrific. Would you like one? And most of the time they'll say, oh, that's great. That's a great idea. I love that idea. But when they ask for money is when you get the real answer. And then they won't give you their money or their time. They'll just say, well, you know, we're kind of busy. We're on some other things, you know, you know, let us, you know, we'll call you back when we have time for that. Most That's how most founders work. And I've worked with lots of founders. And I can tell you that from experience and from research, that's how they work, which is exactly the opposite thing you want to do. They're trying to prove that they're right instead of trying to prove that they're wrong.
0: I love that. Yeah, I've, I've heard the product thing before, which is if you offer someone a product and say, do you like this? a lot of the responses will be sure. And that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean you have a customer. It means you have someone that thinks, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you want
1: money for it? Mm. Or, or, or most people are nice.
0: <laughs> most people are nice. Right? They're just being nice. That That's true. That's true. So in terms of that process of um, kind of that that hypothesis and, and proving it wrong, what what does that look like? Is that just kind of self-led research or is there a... No, no. Step- there's,
1: there's research been around for decades how to do this. Uh, There are two schools of thought that I've come across. There may be others, but there are two ones that that when I look at this, and I'm not really looking at startups very much, I'm more doing Mm scale-ups, but I've done 10 startups. And so uh, many of them went badly. So (laughs) I I was always trying to get better and better and better and improve at that. Um, So I found two things. There's one that's called customer discovery, which is mostly something that uh, Steve Blank who is now a professor at um, UC Berkeley and teaches entrepreneurs. I, I think he still teaches. He writes books and stuff, but I don't, he writes like a professor and and the books are boring and long and too much information. But I highly recommend that if you're going to get on YouTube, go and listen to him and talk about how to do this. He's great. Um, two of his disciples, one is Eric Reese, who many people know because Eric wrote a book about startups. Now I can't remember the name of it. Um, and that became a very a bestseller. Um, Eric Reese was actually a student of, um, of Steve Blank. And then this woman, Cindy Alvarez, who wrote something called Lean Customer Development, which is a prescriptive book on how to do this. And it's a great, it's a great, if, if someone's looking to do it and doesn't know how, buy this book. She does a great job um, of, of explaining how to do it. Um, the other one is called Jobs to be Done which is a a management theory that's been around for about 30 years. Um, Clayton Christensen, who is uh, this disruptor guy at Harvard Business School, he's written a bunch of books on disruption. He's sort of known for it, but it's not his theory. It's not his thing, it's other people's thing, but he loved it and made it into a theory that you could apply across lots of things. They're very similar in their approach. And the, the thing about it, the method doesn't matter that much. It's the mindset more than anything. And what you have to do, and I actually did customer, I've done hundreds and hundreds of customer discovery mm-hmm. calls. And I really sucked at them for a while. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I figured out why it's because when you're doing them, you have to act like you don't care. You have to be like an investigative or a, a journalist and you have to like interrogate the other side and and not be invested at all in the answer, right? You're not trying to find, you're trying to find a pattern you're not trying to prove something correctly. And if you don't find a pattern, then, then you have a problem. If you do it well and you don't find a pattern, you have a problem. If you find a pattern, then you dig deeper into that and you might be onto something. So that was the bi- biggest thing I learned is the mindset has to be one of, of um, disinterest mm-hmm. in the outcome. Not uninterest, but disinterest, meaning you are not you don't like have a dog in the fight. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to do when it's your thing, right? Uh, um, so, so that's. Thank the you for listening to, to Invest Stories.
0: We'll be back tomorrow with Tuesday Techniques. Please consider sharing and writing a five-star review. Check out the full show on Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.